And we're back. Hi, everyone. How's it going? And welcome back to another episode of The Journey there with your host, Carlal Chua. And this week, I have just a bone to pick. Um, I am just so frustrated. And I know that last week, I was like, you know, let's have like a more positive outlook in life. Let's like, let's make everything more positive on this podcast. But honestly, I don't know. I just have a lot in my mind right now. And I just, I want to talk about it because I have been recently, I guess, you know, I think going deeper into the mind of men and like not even men, honestly, boys, like really, really immature boys. And yeah, sorry that I'm like diving right into the topic and everything. But like, to be honest with you, okay, fine. I'll let's catch up for a moment. Let's relax for a bit. Like Carlisle, relax. So basically, um, this week hasn't been much yet because um well to be honest with you it's sunday right now and it is you know valentine's day um it's like what 11 a.m and nothing much has happened yet um i recorded the last episode last wednesday um because i was really really busy um for thursday friday saturday so i couldn't record anymore and so i recorded a little bit in advance and a lot not a lot of things have happened since then but um i guess there was just a lot on my mind that i just needed to like scream it out into the world already you know i just want to talk about it so yeah that's why this episode is I guess kind of more straightforward because it's like nah cut the bullshit like there's nothing much that happened this week I just wanted to I just want to talk about this on a rant about it already not really just rant but like kind of open up about it and talk about it so yeah this episode is going to be called I don't know if it's going to be called this maybe I'll I'll think of like a more like a catchier <laughs> catchier um title but like for now i just want to talk about the emotional fuck boys because emotional fuck boys and fuck girls maybe emotional fuck people huh i don't know but basically yeah i have been getting deeper going deeper into the mind of men um and it's just been crazy what i have been learning and yeah now i just want to talk about it so let's go All right, so um, if you don't know this about me, I have a lot of guy friends, and I don't know why. Um, ever since I was like, what? Well, not ever since I was a kid or anything like that, but I grew up in an all-girls school, and so I thought that, you know, I could only make friends with girls, and the like the opposite sex is just meant for relationships and everything. Um, and I just didn't have guy friends at the very start of college. I created guy friends like, oh, I, I'm a, I'm already third year now, and now majority of my friends are guys. Legit, I'm very very bad at getting close to girls because I don't know how. I like I don't know how, um, and it's really weird because I have been growing up with girls all my life but and also with my siblings like both of my i have two sisters and just one brother um and i think it's just a lot harder for me to get along with girls because i have i'm very opinionated and um a lot of the time it's either the girls would bitch about me like behind my back or maybe i'm just scarred maybe i'm just scarred because like in freshman year I had a big girl group and then it fell apart and I was like, what the fuck? Never mind. I don't want to do this anymore. But at the same time, when I was freshman year also, 
a lot of my guy friends didn't see me as a guy friend or like didn't see me as a bro to them because they were like, no, you're too girly to be a bro. We can't talk about the things guys talk about with you because you're a girl and like that's just that's just it you know i was really subjected to a lot of sexism um and stereotyping when i was in freshman year because i was surrounded by the wrong people and yes those were the wrong people were my blockmates oh but i think the environment that i was surrounded by um the school of management essentially a lot of them just toxic masculinity all around me it was disgusting, but I kind of fed into it because I thought, like, I didn't know any better, you know. Um, I grew up, like, pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty sheltered. And so I didn't know much about boys. I didn't know much about the outside world because my parents really, like, quote-unquote, protected me from it, you know. And so I just accepted whatever was presented to me like it was like the law like it was just the truth um and so when my guy friends would tell me that i would never be able to be a bro i kind of like i kind of labeled myself as that like oh okay i guess i'll always just be like a girly girl i always, i think i'll just always just be not good enough to be a guy friend because I'm too uptight, I'm too emotional, blah, 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 blah. And those things were genuinely said to me. Um, There was also this girl, uh, she was the ex of my best friend. And well, at the time, they were still together. But like I was talking about how I couldn't make any guy friends in my block because everyone saw me as not a bro. And they were like, like uh, no, the girl was the the ex of my best friend was like, yeah, cause you're too girly and you don't you don't talk about the things that guys talk about. So like cars, and sports and basketball and whatever. And I think it's just so frustrating to me because okay, for one, she's not even part of school of management, so I was like expect like okay maybe for me like I stereotyped all of the people in the school of management to be so close-minded and like toxic and everything so i thought everyone outside of the school of management would be more open-minded but this girl specifically is from a social sciences course so you would expect like oh okay she's a little bit more open-minded for sure right because she's studying about society and shit right no 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 because she looked at me and she was like you're too girly guys are all superficial and you'll never make any guy friends because you can't you can't talk like that. And like, I guess like with you guys, obviously in this podcast, I'm going to talk really deeply because duh, like the fuck, like you want me to talk about fucking basketball or something? You want me to talk about fucking um, shopping or like what? Like, okay, I'll talk about it, but I won't talk about it in depth for like 40 minutes. You know what I mean? Like the point of a podcast is to like get the, like talk deeply, you know? And like, I think it's at the time I saw it as such a bad thing that I, I'm such an introspective person and that I like to learn about people and I like to have heart-to-hearts with people. And so I branded myself as this person who could not be like just a friend to boys. And it sucked. It sucked ass. But like with that, it made me feel like all I could be to men where it was like a girlfriend and so I'm gonna go into how I was an emotional fuck girl and uh, like I guess 
um the Filipino term for it if you're like an international speaker uh, an international speaker I'm so feeling naman but like also genuinely a lot of international like um streams have been coming in I have no idea why but you know it's coming hi guys um but if you don't know the term pafal pafal is basically like um you're flirtatious um and you you're, you're you're like a fuckboy that's just basically it that you flirt with them with no strings attached you don't really care like you're not really there for um you're not really there to have a relationship you're just there for the game of flirting and stuff and genuinely like i'll be honest about it like i genuinely enjoyed that game as well of just like the push and pull the chase i really really liked it i really had fun just um flirting with other people but um it came to the point where it made me just like an emotional sad like it not an emotional sad what's, what's the word i'm looking for it's like you use your emotions to reel people in and then they'll fall for you and then you like i i just like you know dipped out like that's it like okay thanks for falling in love with me um time to move on to the next person you know what i mean um oh it's 11 11 okay wait hold on let me make a wish Okay, back. Anyway, so, um, yeah. So they, I, I, I don't know. Like, again, I just thought of myself as just girlfriend material and I couldn't be anymore. So, like, fine, I'll have fun with being a girlfriend, like, girlfriend material, right? Um, and I'm saying this with so much honesty and, like, acceptance of my mistakes of in the past and, I'm not proud of what I've done, but, you know, moving forward, I already know better and I'm not going to do it again for sure. And I'm just talking about it here on this podcast because maybe you're a fall as well and you're um, an emotional fuckboy or a fuckgirl. And I think it's just high time that we all take accountability for our fucked up actions and stop wasting the time of people because... I think a lot of people really just want true love and we're kind of just wasting their time just like getting their attention like like gaining their fancy what what am I saying but like if they fancy you oh why am I using that term it's so cringy like it feels like I'm like a British person whatever um if you capture their interest and you just do it because you want to feel validated you want to feel seen you want to feel wanted like stop wasting their time just get out of there dude like fix yourself that's a problem within yourself and you need to like you need to get the fuck out and you don't deserve to be flirting with people you don't deserve to be in the game bro you should not be playing you should not be playing period you should not be in the game if you're not willing to play for the long haul i don't even know i can't i can't use game terms i don't know any of them you know that anyway so um i'll talk about my experience first and then i'll talk about the others that i've recently come across already so basically i was very very insecure as a girl as a kid you know um and i never really felt wanted and it i guess it stemmed from way back when like like growing up i just didn't like people didn't pay attention to me because I didn't I wasn't much to pay attention to I was a very quiet girl very shy um I wasn't that pretty either um I wasn't very talented like 
I used to draw, but I wasn't even good at drawing. Um, I wasn't smart. Like I, I, I studied, but I wasn't smart enough to be recognized for that either. Um, and I like to sing ever since I was a kid, but I don't think my voice just wasn't loud enough to be heard by people still and to be appreciated because I was so shy and so soft. And until now, whenever I sing, my voice really is so soft. But, you know, it's a style. Moira Mor- Torre does it. Whatever, whatever. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah, and Billie Eilish, like, the hell. Like, those people fucking whisper, and no one fucking bats an eye when they do it. But then when I did it as a kid, everyone was like, you're not a good singer because you can't belt, like, the fuck. And that's just how it is with, you know, I think, I don't know if it's just the Filipino families, but it's like they only, th- like, Filipinos are such good singers, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, trying to be, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, stereotyping, but, like, Filipino singers are so powerful. They belt so well. And I'm not that kind of person. Like, I don't belt. I belt, but, like, not as a... Like, not... It's not my style. Like, it's not me. Like, I can do it, but it's not the way that... It's not... What? It's just not my style of singing. Whatever. Anyway, so I wasn't loud enough for people. I wasn't noticeable enough. And so I never felt wanted as a kid. And going into college, I always thought, okay, maybe now someone's going to want me because that's what people told me in high school as well, that, you know, your time will come. And, you know, I'm sure in college, you're going to be so beautiful. You're going to be so wanted by men, whatever. And so I was like, okay, yeah. In college, that's when I started playing. And I I had a, I got a rush from Oh my God, I got a rush from people thinking that I was the one. And it's so fucked up. And I think it's so scary. But when you capture someone's attention like that, you feel so good. And I'm being so, so transparent about it because I want other people to realize that this is fucked up too. Like flirting with other people um, just for fun. Like, okay, it's like, I'm not gonna lie. It's so fun to just flirt with people. And I think that was one of the joys of being single that you just like to play around, you know, but with people who are genuinely looking for love, I don't think that you should be playing with them because they're 100% willing to commit to you. But if you're not willing to commit back, you're wasting their time. And it was just so much easier. It was just so much easier to get people to fall in love with me when they were looking for love. And I think that's why people tell you don't look for the right one because the right one will just come. Because when, because I was one of the people that could just fuck you over. You know what I mean? Like, um, if you're, if you're looking for a relationship and you really, really want one, that means you're more vulnerable and you're more susceptible to people who will want to fuck you over, want to play with your heart because they need that attention and they need that validation. And unfortunately, I was one of those people. Um, I think that all changed, though, when I did get into a relationship and I did realize that I need, I was worth more than just attention, but I actually was worth love, loving already. Um, but that was later on anyway. So I will admit that I was an, I was an emotional fuck girl. I was a toxic soft girl or whatever, however you want to call it. I don't care. But I used my dark backstory, my emo, like my ability to connect to people emotionally 
as a way for people to fall in love with me. And if you're one of those people as well who are who's able to do that, check yourself and fix that because that's so scary and that's so toxic. And we can't be doing that because these innocent people are just looking for the one and you're wasting their time. I keep saying that. I just keep saying stop wasting people's time because I genuinely think I wasted like I think maybe two people's time, two people's times, two persons. I don't know. I don't know. I I I wasted the time of two people, um, and they genuinely thought that I was something special, and it sucks because I like they made me feel special and they made me feel wanted. But the moment they really wanted me, I was like, nah, this ain't it. This ain't it. Like fuck, that sucks. That sucks. And I was on the other end of that as well earlier on in my life like in grades not grade school but high school i really really just wanted people to like me and um i was yeah yeah i was like the exact opposite of what i was in college so in high school i was the emotionally available one and i was the one like looking for love and i was the one who really really wanted a relationship and so these guys came to me wanting to just play with me you know you know what i mean like oh they're high schoolers you know that they're immature and whatever but they just needed the validation and i was there to give it to them and so i was played and i was heartbroken and like i've said this before in an old episode like an old podcast episode in like the before the after talk days but um i remember that I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. God damn it. I was really good. Huh. Okay, I guess we'll never know. Or maybe I'll remember it like later on. But you know, see, I teed myself up to just disappoint. Oh, very deep, very deep, Carlisle. Anyway. Um, so that was me. That was my life. Um, and I realized that fuck Carlisle. That's fucked up. You're fucked up. Like you need to be able to love yourself. See, that's the thing. That's why you that's why people keep telling you to like love yourself before you love anyone else because if you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to give someone else the love because you're going to try to take the love from them. You know what I mean? Like you don't love yourself enough, so you're going to rob someone else of that love so that you could fill a hole in yourself but that's not okay you should not you should not do that dude like fill yourself up because other people are not alive to serve you they're serving themselves they're living for their own life like they're living for themselves they're loving for themselves so don't be that toxic fuck girl fuck boy whatever you are um so yeah anyway moving on now to what other people like my my recent um experiences with these buffal people um so i had i had this conversation with a really good friend as if like recently um it's raf <laughs> and we were talking about how we were both buffal also and it was so amazing how someone could get me um with this when they were saying well he was saying like it's your fault if you fall in love because i'm just here for a good time like 
that was like so like holy shit you're right like like you're just openly casually flirting with so many different people and if they like you you're just like oh huh i'm just naturally lovable you know like that's just you like oh thanks for liking me thanks for giving me that validation and that's so fucked up and that's so scary and i realized it too that i had like feelings for people before where i just i had a I, okay like context again before i get into it but um before i was in a relationship i was really really um hungry for a relationship relationship hungry i was very marupok um and so i fell for every guy well not every guy but like a lot of guys and i just realized it also when i was having this conversation with raf that holy shit, the people I was surrounded by needed the validation from me because I was giving it to them, because I was flirting back with them, because they they could read my body language and tell that I was interested in them, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it's, there, it's like I was being strung around by a lot of boys because they liked that I liked them. You know, but that's as far as it went. They just liked that I liked them. And I was pretty, like, fucked up because, wow, like, when you're on the opposite end of it, like, on the other side of it, like, you're not the one who's accepting, you're not the one who's receiving that um, validation and you're just the one yearning for them. It feels like a chase and it feels good because it's like, it's like, oh, like, what's going to happen next and everything but oh my gosh that's the most like that's not a chase dude that's not a chase that's just a game and it's so scary like i i under i completely understand the minds of these people because i was one of them for sure and oh man you cannot use your trauma to reel people in man you cannot you cannot use your dark past to make people fall in love with you especially those people who like to fix other people like stop like do not do it and okay for the other side of it for the people who want to fix broken people i can't tell you how badly i wanted to do that also when i was a kid um and i think it's a very naive way of thinking and no offense to you if you're one of those people but i think it's pretty naive to think that you're special enough in the world to change like to completely turn such a broken person around because the only person who can change them is themselves not you don't go for people who are broken because you're just going to get caught up in their mess you're just gonna get cut by their own shards dude like that's not worth it you date people who are whole okay enough of this like you know, savior complex. I don't know what it's called. Like, I think it's called savior complex or something. But if you want to fix people, fix yourself. Because it shows also in yourself that you like fixing people. And you get a kick out of that. Because you feel good when you do something good for other people. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, be good to people so that, you know, the world is a better place. But at the same time, if you're good to other people to feel something within yourself 
that's selfish and that's not the right mindset to be in in service to others. When you're in service to others and when you want to help other people out, you're not thinking of how good it will make you feel, you know? And I hope that made sense because in my head it made sense. But basically, if you care enough about someone, you're not going to think about what it's going to mean to you. And when you're in that savior complex, um, you think that you can fix them and you think you're so special, but you're not. And I think that it sucks to hear, especially from like me, um, because I'm a really nice person and I really don't like telling people that they're not special. But um, in the book that I recently read, and I'm pretty sure the whole world read it too, but it's the art of not giving a fuck. You're not as special as you think you are and you're not as remarkable as you think you are. So stop thinking the world owes you something. It doesn't, you know. And um, yeah, so even if you're going to try so hard to fix this person, this broken-ass fucking person with all this trauma, you can't. And the world doesn't owe you that. And the broken person doesn't owe you um, their changing. They don't owe you a new version of themselves just because you tried so hard to fix them okay that's not on you and that's not on them it's their own personal journey and you need to mind your own fucking business and i'm sorry that i had the curse there but like i felt it you know um but yeah and i think that just goes to show that you're not ready for a relationship as well if you just want to fix people if you just want to save people because that means that you're still looking for that validation within yourself that you're good enough to do something, that you're capable enough to do something, you know. See, I think that's the thing with the single market. It's so, so dangerous because everyone who is looking to date is just doing it because they need a val- like validation. And, you know, some people, yeah, sure, like they're looking for marriage already and everything like that, and that's part of their goals and everything, and I completely respect that because same. Um, but at the same time, if you don't look, it means that you're, ah, uh, like people, because before when I, was, when I was like starting out in college, when they said don't look for love, I thought, the complete opposite like okay i won't look for love like all right i'll just fuck around until someone comes over here and gets me like i really thought like oh i'm not looking for love i'm not looking for love but loki you still are like in yourself you want someone to want you you want someone to love you you know what i mean and so technically you're still looking for love the moment when you're not you don't even notice that you want a relationship like the moment you don't think about it every single day I think that's when you're ready for a relationship because that means that you're not yearning for someone else to fix you and you're not yearning for the validation and attention from someone else because you already have that in yourself. Dude, love is such an it's such an individual journey. It's such it's something that starts within yourself talaga and I can't stress that enough dude it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy and you know there are some people who are like oh you can figure it out together you can learn to love yourself together and for sure i learned to love myself more um in my relationship right now but i went into this relationship as well um 
already sure of myself and loving myself already. So I'm pretty, I don't know, I'm pretty happy about that. Um, yeah, I think it's just pretty fucked up. And I'm just scared that a lot of people were able to um, relate to me too when I opened up to it. Uh, when I opened up about it to them. And I was like, shit, are we all just like toxic now? Like, what's up? You know, it's kind of sad. Um, and there was this one time as well. Um, I think this was earlier on in the quarantine. I was having a really hard time sleeping at this time because I kept thinking about my ex-best friend. And I saw her share something on Facebook. And it was something like, oh, I don't even want to, th- I don't even want to, I don't even remember what it said. But it's something about like, you can't, like you shouldn't look for other people to complete you. And they were saying in the comment section that you shouldn't be in a toxic sad girl or a toxic sad boy just looking for attention from other people. And at the time, that really hurt me because I was like, oh shit, like they really don't, like I thought that my the, my ex-best friend thought that my like i thought she was invalidating my struggles and invalidating my sadness and everything like that but you know i think a few months after now like i'm it's february now and i think i read that what in august or something but i realized that yeah they're right like you shouldn't you you shouldn't like use your trauma to lure people in and you don't the the world doesn't owe you anything just because you're hurt you know and now i don't think i'm a toxic sad girl because i really don't think that my trauma defines me anymore and i don't think that i'm i'm broken and people need to treat me nicer because i i went through such a hard time already before you know and i know that they're gone i know that my ex best friend is gone and whatever but i just i'm so proud of how far i've gone without her here and if she could only see me now and with all of the realizations that i've made i think she would like really be proud but again you know i'm not doing this for her but i'm really doing this for me but at the same time it's like something that i never i, I didn't figure out until recently and I think that's just it. You know, I am just happier now. I'm I'm much better. And I think this year really should just be all about like accountability. Just calling yourself out for the shit that you used to do. Um because the moment that you know you realize what you did wrong, you can take steps to better it already and before i just really had no idea why like what did i do wrong why did people hate me but i realized it now and i realized that okay like maybe i didn't deserve the treatment that i got but uh, with the way that i was acting it was inevitable that something would have gone wrong and the universe god whatever like they would have told me another way that this the things that I was I was doing was wrong and now that I look back at it like literally this is just now like this moment that I realized it but all the hurt that I went through was because 
I put myself there because of the problematic mindset that I was in, because of um, all of the validation that I sought from the wrong people. I got hurt along the way. And I think that's just it. I think that's just it. I don't know, man. Anyway, <laughs> this is a little bit of a heavy podcast. I'm not really sure. I hope it wasn't that heavy for you guys. But I feel like I just grilled a lot of people to the stake. I don't know. But if I were to listen to this podcast back, I feel like I would really be attacked. I would be like, oh my god, like, ouch, Carla. Like, I think I'd have to pace out this podcast, like this episode in particular, because I think the things that I've said were too piercing for a lot of people. I don't know. For me personally, I would have a hard time listening to it because it's hard It's hard also to listen to the truth. It's hard to listen to someone calling you out. And I'm just the type of person who would like avoid confrontation as much as possible. Even if I'm very like outspoken with my thoughts and everything like that, it's so much harder when people tell me what I'm doing wrong. And it's something that I'm still trying to get over and something that I'm still trying to fix within myself that I need to stop being so like not open to criticism, you know? Like I should be more open to criticism and... I, 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 I took it as a personal attack back then when my ex-best friend posted that meme because it was kind of hurtful that they just shared this f- like Facebook post. And okay, granted, they did that in a very, very um, immature fashion that they never really told me what the problem was. They just projected it out on social media. And like ev- like after we were friends already, like after they cut me off their life, they never told me what was wrong. And I think that was a problem with them as well. And there was just no clear communication between us and what they thought of me and what I thought of them. And now that I'm much older, I realize that, oh, not much older, real, like, I was literally, that was just like how many months ago? But like now that I'm much more mature and I realize it, it's like, oh my gosh, maybe it was a good thing that we stopped being friends because clearly we could not be honest with one another and we could not communicate properly. And honestly, we did not meet eye to eye. Um, And so, I don't know. Now I'm kind of grateful that we're not friends anymore. Uh, But, you know, sometimes it still hurts because you're still sad about like how you used to laugh with them, how you used to cry with them, how they knew everything about your past idea because they were part of it. And it's really, really sad to have to start over with someone new and tell them your whole story again and again and again. And it gets tiring. And I realized that also as I'm getting close to newer people that I am recounting my, I'm, I'm telling them my backstory again and again and again. And I'm getting tired of it. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of tired of talking about my trauma story already. I'm kind of tired of about talking about people who were bullying me in the past. And I think that just goes to show that I'm well past it already. Because I w- sometimes I just want to skip through it. Like, I'm just like, oh yeah, I almost got kicked out of school and my parents are homophobic and I was put into therapy because of it, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, before, it would take me... And you guys, if you've listened to the At 15 podcast episode, um, you could tell that I could I could talk about it straight for, what, an hour or so? I don't even know how long that podcast is anymore. But 
I used to be able to talk about my trauma for so, 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 so long. But now it's like, I think I could recount that trauma in, what, three minutes because I really don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm over it. I'm really over it. I don't think the world owes me anything. I'm really just here and appreciating the world for what it is now. And I'm so, so happy to just be alive and to just have the people around me that are around me. Um... And it's not like I'm hiding my trauma now. It's not like I'm hiding the fucked up things that I've done in the past just because I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, it's pretty open. And I'm not, I don't have a problem, like, answering questions if they ask. But I'm not going to sit here and recount my sob story for the 50 millionth time. You know? Like, I'm okay already. I'm okay. I think I've fully healed. Um, After, what, six years? I'm okay. But again, you know, it takes time. And other people have like a different pace of healing. And maybe other people are still not ready to heal after what they've been through or what the the hurt that they were they they experienced, you know? And that's okay. Um, but I think that's it. <laughs> I hope that you guys have a really good day. I'm so sorry if this was too heavy. Um I guess enjoy. I don't know. I don't know what like what light thing to talk about, honestly. Um, I'm currently under a lot of stress as well. Um, and that's why I also wanted to record this podcast early because I have a shit ton to do. I think like this is the week before my Kaith event already. And so I have no time to actually record the podcast later on in the week. Um, but Fingers crossed, things like turn out well this week. God knows what happens. Um, again, I'm recording this on Valentine's morning, so I really have no idea what the hell's happening. Hopefully, um, everything goes well. Oh, well, my parents surprised me a while ago um, with heart balloons and like a flower. Like, granted, it was a fake flower and whatever, but like, I'm already really happy that they gave me that. Um, I'm a I'm a gifts person, like. It's kind of one of my love languages to receive gifts. Um, and not in like a materialistic way, but like in a way that like I just think that it's so sweet when people go out of their way to get you something to make you feel good, you know. Um, and uh, it's just so nice. Like it's Valentine's Day and my parents have a hint that I'm not single anymore. And even so, they're like, I guess respecting my boundaries and like respecting my privacy, not pushing me about it. Um, but it's nice that they still give me flowers anyway, you know. Um, yeah, that's it. I think you guys are pretty sick of me now. Um, I think I'll end it here. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing day and week and life. Um, yeah. I'll talk to you guys soon. And if you have anything to tell me, if you have um, thoughts to share, you can always just hit me up. I'm always here. Even if I'm hella busy, I will make time for you. I love you and I will see you or talk to you next time. Bye.